Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 499. Um, you know, if, if you're in the car world, I'd say uh, enjoy cars that you're passionate about and enjoy them for what they are. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, the days of worrying about a dead battery are over. You know why? Because I've got a Noco Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll start a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. It packs a whopping 12-volt, 400-amp starting power and can start up to 20 dead batteries in a single charge. Plus, it has built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jump any vehicle. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are solid copper for maximum conductivity, and there's a built-in ultrabright dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS emergency strobe. It easily recharges with a USB outlet so you can charge your smartphone or tablet while you're on the road. Works on any 12-volt lead-acid battery. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. I've got one in each of my cars and one in my house, too. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO. Your battery choice since 1914. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Ken Langenfelter. Ken, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I'm ready to go. Great to have you here. Ken Lingenfelter is the owner of Lingenfelter Performance Engineering. It's a 42-year-old company that's the leader in aftermarket engineering and performance products and parts. In addition to this iconic brand, Ken owns the Lingenfelter Collection, that consists of over 200 historically significant muscle cars, late model exotics, and Corvettes. It's one of the most noteworthy private collections in the United States. His mission for the collection is charity fundraising, and they've raised thousands of dollars for local and national charities. Ken serves on the board for the Concord Elegance of America at St. John's and is a past honorary chairperson for the Eyes on Design Car Show in Detroit. So, Ken, I told our listeners just a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your career, your business, and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Well, I'll tell you, the passion runs pretty deep. You know, my dad was a uh, fisher body guy, basically out of Euclid, Ohio. And as a kid, he'd come home and we'd have dinner and he'd take me back to the factory. So, by six years old, I'm running around the, the fisher body factory, learning and watching cars and getting fascinated along the way. So, um, you know, it, it's all started then. Built up a lot of passion. I did a lot of uh, work with the auto shop classes that I had at school. I had a 69 Camaro 396, 375 when I was 16. And cool. uh, actually really, uh, the passion just grew over years. Very successful at uh, some business ventures that I got into uh, in my early 20s. And uh, was in a position to acquire Lingenfelder Performance Engineering, really, to be honest with you, after a tragedy. My famous cousin, John Lingenfelder, NHRA Grand National title 13 times, 
was uh, severely injured in a drag racing uh, event in Pomona, California, mm-hmm. and passed away from his injuries in 2003. Mm. And as a result, uh, at the same time, uh, I had just sold all my businesses to a public company and uh, was in a position, uh, thank goodness, to kind of carry John's legacy forward yeah. by acquiring the business and uh, and taking it, uh, what he'd left us as a very, very strong brand, take the business to the level that it's at right now. So it was a real tragedy to lose John. I mean, he was larger than life, but oh, yes. uh, we've worked real hard to try and continue on his legacy. And I think we've been pretty successful doing that. Well, I think you and your team there have to be really proud to carry on John's legacy because you've done a tremendous job. The name, the brand is, is just iconic as it was back when he was involved with it. So, uh, and it's so, so great to have you here today. And as we continue on your journey I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote, something that's instrumental in forming your life and your success, and it's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars, yeah? So, Ken, take the wheel. Well, you know, a couple things, really. I mean, it's an amazing thing to work in your passion, and I'm I'm probably one of the more passionate guys you'll ever come across when it comes to automotive and, and performance cars, drag racing, road racing, and, uh, and, and frankly, everything that has to do with uh, automotive. But I'm also a planner, and uh, I always have told managers and people that have worked for me in the past that a plan isn't a plan unless it's written down. And frankly, I've lived by that and uh, and still do it uh, day in and day out. I've got a plan for every day and a plan for three years and a plan for five years. And obviously, you have to make a left and right turn along the way, but, uh, but that's what I'd say about that. I mean, planning and forecasting and looking ahead is been extremely important to me in every business that I've been involved in, especially in this, uh, in uh, Lingenfeld Performance Engineering. Well, it's awesome advice for those young Cars Yeah listeners out there, entrepreneurs that are listening. Uh, build the plan, as they say, and work the plan. So uh, absolutely imperative. I love that. I love making plans, writing down plans, and then uh, following through. But like you say, many times there are those uh, twists and turns in the roads that kind of throw us off. Great mantra, great success quote. Would you share a story with us that instigated your passion for cars? And you talked about what a wonderful childhood to have a dad working at Fisher where you could go and hang around and see that happening. I mean, these cars being built. But is there a pivotal moment as you think back on your life when you really realize, oh, my gosh, I'm a car guy, too, just like my dad? Yeah, you know, I kind of think there is. Again, you're right. I mean, I got off to a good start with my dad being involved with General Motors. And in those days, and I think even today, General Motors really gained a lot of loyalty by their employees. And I mean, my dad was true blue General Motors. We used to talk about how he had GM blood running through his veins. And, uh, <laughs> and you know, he was very involved. His business was very involved in uh, doing the pilot program for the old 66 Olds Tornado that came out. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, well, what an amazing car that was and such. But, I, you know, the one thing that sticks out in my mind and, and, uh, and will always stick out in my mind is when that 63 split window Corvette came out. Mm. That car just absolutely hooked me. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's beautiful. It was very futuristic at the time. It did things to me I can't even describe. I mean, I was just <laughs> so, so in, enthralled by the way that car looked and sounded and everything uh, that went with it. And to this day, now, I've, over the years, I've looked and found what I think is about the best split-window Corvette, 63 Corvette uh, fuel that sits in the collection uh, today. And uh, I can still stand behind that car and look at it and get inspired because it is just so, 
such a cool car all the way around. Oh my gosh. So. Yeah, it is. I remember a neighbor when I was a little boy getting one of those and I just stood there and went, whoa, this is incredible. And you mentioned the Tornado when I was younger as well. My mom wanted one of those so bad. We ended up with an Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser station wagon instead, but uh, not quite as cool, but kind of neat, kind of interesting. Well, I, but but pretty cool, just the same. I've got one of those in the collection also. Do you? Oh, cool. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and just, uh, just real quickly, the one thing cool about that Vista Cruiser is uh, we recently did a uh, – car crazy show with barry mcguire oh yes and our now our vista cruiser i took it and i converted it to to a 442 oh goodness uh, vista cruiser we put the hood in the interior at a four speed and then dropped an ls3 uh supercharged engine in it oh, and uh wow. i actually did a little racing with it in the optima series but those vista cruiser wagons are incredibly cool and uh and as I said, it's in the collection today. It's amazing how people will walk by some of the Ferraris just to go look at that Vista Cruiser. <laughs> well, and, I learned uh, to drive in a Vista Cruiser, so uh, it, it's near and dear to that? my heart as well. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very yep. cool. My sister and I loved having our own little visors in the back seat with the, the skylights up above, too. So that made it extra special. Well, Barry McGuire absolutely went crazy when he saw it. I mean, he just felt like that needed to be part of the show and so we ended the show frankly doing a big smoky burnout out our parking lot at the facility <laughs> in that vista cruiser so very cool anyway, kind of kind of a fun story mm-hmm. oh yeah absolutely well barry has been a guest here on cars yeah as his his wife our daughter nicole so uh yeah i've had both of them on the show but um i i see why you liked it especially with the modifications that you did to that car fantastic yeah, yeah so yeah. ken what i'd love to do now is uh take a look at some of the roads you've driven down you've had some successful businesses for many, many years, but no doubt there's been some challenges along the ways, maybe even a couple of failures. And I'd love for you to share one with our listeners. But the most important part of this is how did you overcome that particular situation and what did it teach you so you could move forward? Well, you know, I, obviously in building the first businesses I had, I mean, I started my business when I was 22 years old. Being, you know, a young guy and trying to build a business forward, uh, it happened to be in 1978, and we had some recessionary years back then. And frankly, I, you know, I I started the business, and probably six months after I, I started it, the interest rates soared to record levels, and and uh, things uh, got a little tough. But it really was a good opportunity uh, in hindsight because it allowed me and taught me how to get a sharp pencil pencil and learn how to manage through. Uh, through a crisis and uh, did pretty well with that and as it turned out started acquiring other businesses and uh, that's what really kind of taught me to be such a planner sure um, the fact is that uh, I turned that that really negative situation into a positive one built uh, the prior businesses to the point where um, you know a very large public company was interested in in buying me out in uh, in 2003 and that's how we uh, how we got that done so, I mean, you know, it is important to take uh, adversity and turn it into something positive. And I believe, you know, planning and, and writing down goals is a big part of that. So I would say that's the way I have overcome the adversities that I've encountered in growing businesses. You know, John's passing was huge. Uh, he was yeah. an icon. He was larger than life. And oh, yeah. uh, to try and take Lingenfelder Performance Engineering forward from that point was a pretty big challenge. I, I'm not the drag racer. I mean, I am a drag racer. I'm a road racer also, but mm-hmm. certainly not the the uh, talent that John was. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we had to come up with other things and other performance uh, 
upgrades and things of that nature to really kind of carry on and live out John's legacy. And we were successful in doing that. Absolutely. So the takeaway here then is, uh, again, taking the time to sit down and formulate a plan, not just every day, just keep moving forward, but take a few minutes, sit down, think it through, as you said, sharpen your pencil and think through how you're going to make that next step, especially during times when the economy is weak or challenging. In the case of the, those late 70s, I remember very high interest rates. Oh, it was through the roof. And uh, But in setting goals also, Mark, I mean, just so important to set reasonable goals and, and in some cases, some unreasonable goals. So it requires you to stretch and, and, and get the job done. Great advice. Let's shift gears here and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share one of those career aha moments. I like to say it's when the headlights come on and illuminate your way for a new idea or this new direction that you have. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Well, I can I can tell you that, uh, you know, when we were building the car collection, for example, I mean, the car collection is near and dear to our heart. We've used it. Its mission has been charity fundraisers right from the get-go, mm-hmm. and we use it for that. Now, it's, I'm also a licensed dealer, so we buy and we sell cars that go in and out of the collection to kind of keep it fresh. But one of the goals that I set for myself was to acquire a Ferrari Enzo. And you may remember or know that they built 400 of them, Really, they say 399, but there were 400 cars built. Right. They were very expensive, very exclusive, and pretty tough to get. And uh, I set my mind to the fact that you know one of the goals was to acquire an Enzo, and and I put the word out, and then worked to try and make sure we had the revenue to uh, to buy one and and achieve that goal. And uh, to this day, that car is in the collection and reminds me of that uh, that goal I set. Yeah. Now, if I remember right, that last uh, 400th Enzo, is that the one they made for the Pope? <laughs> yeah, you're right. It is. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for whatever reason, they don't talk about it. And he, uh, my understanding is he uh, politely smiled and appreciated it. And they promptly sold it so that they could fund more for the uh, the Catholic Church. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's the, exactly the way that went, Mark. Not quite the Pope Mobile as we all know it, but... Uh, very interesting story. Go. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I think it's great that you're using your collection to help charities. And is your collection available for people to come in and look at? Do they need to make appointments? Or how is it accessible to the regular public? Yeah, you know, we don't. It isn't accessible, uh, open to the public every day. There's just too many challenges that go along with having a facility like that open day in and day out. But we do um, several public open houses during the year. We'll have one actually coming up on the 23rd of April. Uh, in just a, about a week and a half here, and uh, it will be uh, the recipient of our the donations that day will be the American Cancer Society, and then also our own Lingenfelder Foundation. We support a lot of kids' charities, and uh, most recent one, and one we're real active in right now is the Ronald McDonald House. So we'll do that one then. We're doing another one the day before Father's Day to help raise some money for Henry Ford's Hospital's uh, Detroit Institute of Ophthalmology, and so the collection will be open to the public that day. And then we also do one for um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month in October. We support the Pink Fund, and that has turned out to be the biggest uh, event we do for the public every year. I I believe we had over 4,000 people through the collection in that one day wow. last year. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Well, where's and, the uh, collection housed? You know, it's up in Brighton, Michigan, which is just north of Ann Arbor. Okay. And it's in 40,000 square feet. And, and trust me, 40,000 square feet is not enough to handle <laughs> 4,000 people. But it usually works out. We have about 500 
people kind of coming in and out all day. Yeah. And you know, one one thing fun about it, the weather's nice. People get out and they drive their cars. Yeah. To the collection, and so you know you might have to walk a, a little bit from where you park to get to the collection uh, on a day like that because of the crowd. But you get to look at all the other cars that have showed up, and so there's a car show coming in. And then you get to come in and look at our cars, and then you can go back and look at some other cars on the way back out. So I, the only challenge I have is I want to get outside and look at the cars outside, too, and I never have an opportunity to do that that day. Yes, so. when you're the host of a party, uh, you're the one that uh, usually doesn't get to party as much as everybody else, but that's the idea. Right. Well, it's tremendous what you're doing, and this show's going to air at the end of April, so uh, listeners will have missed that 23rd show but certainly have an opportunity for the father's day show and of course in october with the pink show so yeah uh, fantastic what you goes it's the day before father's day that we'll be doing that show the show the next day will be the eyes on design show in detroit on the east side mm. um at the henry ford estate and that's also a very very good car show it's somewhat like a concourse and uh they do a great job and uh, it'll be a great fundraiser for them uh, also well, let's talk a little bit about your proudest career moments. I, I would assume you've had so many. The business has been around for so long. You've been doing things for so long. But is there one in particular that stands out for you? You know, I, I'm, I've never been a real, you know, recognition kind of a guy. I, I'm so passionate about the business that I think a lot of people understand that really underneath I'm just a car guy. And <laughs> I love everything automotive. So I'll be glad to sit and talk with anybody about anything related to cars and and my passion for this uh, business is uh, over the top. But um, back in 1994, I, I can think of, uh, I, I was recognized as the Entrepreneur of the Year for Michigan. Wow. Um, that was related to my other businesses. And, uh, and it was kind of, a, kind of a fun thing achieving the goals. And it was also a very fun thing being recognized for it. Oh, yeah. You know, I've never let any of the successes go to my head. I mean, I just really enjoy the business. I'm passionate about it. I love meeting people and getting to know people that are connected with the automobile business. And uh, so it, it is a fun thing. But getting that recognition from Ernst & Young and the people that put that whole program together was, was a pretty good honor, and I really did appreciate it. Well, congratulations for that. And I've not had the pleasure of meeting you face-to-face, but uh, in doing this Cars Yeah venture here, many, many people said, oh, you got to have Ken on your show. He's just such an awesome guy, just a true blue car guy. So uh, uh, they were all right. Absolutely. Now let's have a little bit of fun Thank here you. and go way back in time. And I'd love for you to share your first really special car, that car that really you went, wow, I got this thing. And maybe you could share a memory you have with that vehicle. Yeah, I can. I, I mean, you know, the thing is I, I have had some really special cars. I mean, I'm there are not too many 16-year-olds can say that their first car was a 442 Oldsmobile. <laughs> no, which, very you know, few. was good for me. And then going from that to, uh, you know, 69 Camaro with, uh, you know, 375 horsepower. I mean, there are a lot of fun opportunities. I had. Of course, I worked my tail off to afford those cars and such. It was never given to me. I had to have jobs and things like that as I was growing up in order to save the money to do that. But, you know, when we talk about something, a special car, I think when I decided that maybe collecting cars would be a good thing to do, as much as a Corvette and General Motors guy I am, I always had wanted a, uh, a Jaguar XKE. Mm. And to me, even this day, they are one of the most beautiful cars you can see on the road. I mean, they're just absolutely gorgeous. And uh, I managed to find a 69 XKE that was uh, for sale and uh, acquired it. And uh, I mean, it 
put me on the top of the world. I was so passionate about that car. It was white with a black convertible top. And as many people know, uh, Jaguars have their little idiosyncrasies, and it had plenty of those. Yes. But it was a very special car for me to own at that at that point. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Mark, since then, I've owned seven others of them. Oh, goodness. And because uh, that one has moved down the road, and I bought another one and another one. And, uh, and where I really love the car, I love the style and look and all of that stuff, I really don't want to own one anymore because <laughs> of all of the idiosyncrasies that go with those cars. And uh, I tell our guys, if I'm at an auction and there's an XD Jaguar crossing the line, you're going to see that twinkle in my eye because I know I'm going to fall <laughs> in love with it. But I told them, you just body slam me, take me to the floor, and do not let me bid on that car because yeah. <laughs> uh, I uh, I appreciate the style and everything else. But um, they are a handful to take care of. Yeah. Oh, they're beautiful cars. That's the car that started it for me. My father bought me a Matchbox by Lesney Jaguar XKE when I was a little boy. I still have it sitting here right in front of me I, on my desk. <laughs> I have one, too. I've got the exact thing. I don't know what your color of yours is. Red. Mine's red. Red. It's sitting, yeah. And that Matchbox car is sitting in my office in my home. And, there uh, you go. And I've had it ever since I was a kid, just like yourself. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're just beautiful cars. Well, you talked about uh, heading the or sending those Jaguars off down the road, is there a vehicle of all the vehicles you've had that you've let go that you really wish you had back for some kind of sentimental reason? Yeah, I, you know, I think there is. There's a lot of people that get an opportunity to come to the car collection. Uh, we have people that come over from Europe, and I do try and get them in. And now and again, there'll be a broker or a buyer for somebody that comes through the collection from Europe. And, uh, and we did have a gentleman show up one day in you know, wanted to see the cars. I didn't realize his intention was to try and buy some cars at the time. Mm. But my very first Corvette has been part and was part of the collection at the time. And it wasn't anything special. It was a 1977 Corvette. And uh, those who remember, they didn't have much power back then. It was white, it had brown leather interior, and but it still was my first Corvette. Mm. And uh, so it 80,000-mile car, nothing special, looked okay. And I kept it up pretty well over the years. But this gentleman came through the collection, and he just had to have that car and <laughs> for his his owner in Europe. And I told him it wasn't for sale. And he came back and said, well, you know, we really want to buy this car. We'll offer you this much money for it, which was well more than it was worth. And I said, no. I said, you know, I just can't sell it. I said, I want to be rude to you. Please understand, but it's just not for sale. And he came back twice more and finally said, you know, my the guy I work for doesn't want to be rude to you either, Ken, but he really wants that car, and he'll pay you $32,000 for it. <laughs> now, this was a car market at the time that was worth probably about $8,000. Uh, yeah, I was going to say eight or ten at the best on the best day. <laughs> and, and there you go. And I so I'm sitting here wrestling with trying to put the businessman in front of the enthusiast, and yeah. I said, sold. Mm. And so he bought that car, and it's somewhere in Europe right now. Yeah, I hope they're enjoying it. But <laughs> you know, in the end, there's a part of me that just really didn't want to let it go. And uh, so I guess that would be the answer or the story that I'd have behind yeah. your question. So been there, done that a couple times myself. And you look back and go, oh. But at the time, I guess at the time it was just right, and you made the decision, and we just have to move forward. But uh, sorry to bring back those memories. Yeah, no, no, that's okay. I mean, there were. I mean, back in the day, I, I like everybody else, needed to sell one car to get another one, and yeah. so there were a lot of great cars that I 
had and let go in the past and, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, but, you know, you can't look back with that in mind. Absolutely. Just, had to be then. just mm-hmm. tip the rear view mirror down. Don't look back. Now let's talk there about today and moving forward. What are some projects or a project that you're working on there? It could either be in the business or in the collection that really gets you excited and fired up this year. Well, you know, in the collection, we were fortunate enough to get uh, chosen by Ferrari to end up with one of the new La Ferraris. Mm, and, um, you know, it's an amazing car. It sits right at the lead of the Ferraris that we have in the collection, and it gets all kinds of attention, and it is truly a, an engineering amazement. Funny, when I take it out and I'm on the road, uh, quickly there are people videotaping. My wife called me when I was out in it uh, not that long ago and asked me if I was driving the La Ferrari, and I said, yeah. She said, there's already several posts <laughs> yes. of uh, people videotaping you in the car. So, you know, from the collection standpoint, that's been a good help to bring people in to want to look at the collection and such. On the performance side for the performance company, we're real excited about the cars that General Motors is building these days. I mean, we only tune and work on General Motors cars. And um, the new Z06 Corvette, for example, is just an amazing, amazing car. Mm. It's tremendous bang for the buck. Uh, lots of power, but never enough power for us. I mean, <laughs> first thing, first one we got, we tore into and We've got a stage one package and a stage two package, and we just finished our first very limited uh, production Z06 signature car, Lingenfelder signature car, and um, that's going to be raffled off through the Dream Giveaway Program. It's a car, kind of a charity uh, deal that's happened. We've built cars for them before, and uh, so the first Lingenfelder signature car will go through uh, through that charity. Nice. And uh, and then we'll be building those for customers. And it's 800 horsepower, you know, Gosh. some great looking body enhancements. And we'll be doing that with Camaros too. So uh-huh. I would say to you, Z06 has got lots and lots of opportunity. We build them for people who want to race them, autocross them, drag race them, and go to car shows and pop the hood and beat it on their chest. You know, I mean, it's they're great cars and uh, and we're all excited about them. I think so. That sounds absolutely spectacular. The, the things that uh, the performance company you have has done over the years for people to uh, excite them a little bit more. And, and that car really has changed the face of Corvette, I believe. I mean, it's just they just notched it up so many notches when they came out with that vehicle. I've heard so many great things about them. Now, here's right. a very introspective question for you, Ken. If you were a car, what kind of car would you be and why? Well, you know, I, I guess... I would say to you that I would be a Corvette of some kind with lots and lots of power, unlimited horsepower. And uh, to me, Corvette just says so many things and is so popular in so many ways. It would it probably gets more attention, I believe, than any car on the road for lots of reasons. Um, you know, Ferraris get lots of accolades because of their engineering and what they build, but there are a lot of people that are never going to be able to own a Ferrari. But there are a lot of people that have owned and can own and still will own Corvettes. And so I guess I would say I'd want to be the best-looking, best-horsepower Corvette that you could ever find. That sounds silly? That makes sense to me, yeah. Perfect answer. Okay, good. Yeah, kind of what I thought you'd say, So, uh, especially with your history with Corvette and going all the way back mm-hmm. to GM and you're a little kid. So perfect, perfect. Well, Ken, up next yep. is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, I have a question. What's the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior? 
It's with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. It's the fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft is the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers, and they are crafted to fit like a custom suit with over 80,000 patterns available. And they're made in the USA. But Covercraft is much more than car covers. Their vehicle protection system protects your cars, motorcycles, watercrafts, and RVs, exteriors from the elements, and the interiors from the wear and tear of daily life. Car covers, front end masks, dash covers, seat covers, floor mats, and much, much more. Covercraft offers you a full array of custom accessories made specifically for and styled to complement and protect your special vehicle. Covercraft is the right choice. I use them on all my vehicles, and your special vehicles will love them too. Learn more today at Covercraft.com. And you can get free shipping when you use the code at checkout, CARSYEAH. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Okay, Ken, we're entering the last lap. You're a racer, and you know what that means. The white flag is out. Time for us to put our foot into it. And I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some real quick blips of the throttle answers. So you ready? Sure. Let's go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Um, acquire cars or work on cars that are your passion. Mm. And uh, and I have plenty of it, and I think that's been great advice because I enjoy every day that I go to work. <laughs> Perfect. Unless it's an XKE, then keep your hand down or your paddle down. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, sure. Would you share one of your personal habits that you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? I start each day with a plan, a daily plan, and, uh, you know, it's kind of old school. I write everything down, and I get a lot of kick out of checking things off as I accomplish them every day. So that's what I would suggest. Feels good. Absolutely. Now, how about a resource? I know there's lots of great resources out there, but is there one in particular you think the Cars Out listeners would really enjoy? You know, there there are a lot, and it depends on what, what area you're going to. I mean, if you're going to car auctions, there's, you know, and that's your life, you have a resource there. Uh, you know, there are some great auction houses out right now that I spend a lot of time at, so when I'm working with a collection, I work with those guys, and I watch what car values are doing and what's popular, what's not popular. Got a couple of favorite magazines. I love Sports Car Market. I love uh, <laughs> yes. American Car Collector. Those are real good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, all the majors. I'm always watching Road and Track and Car and Driver and all those things. And I read and look at as much as I can get my hands on. Yeah. On yeah. that way. And uh, but you're right. And with the internet today, I mean, it's amazing all the resources that are available. Oh, it's absolutely spectacular. And those publications, we've had the editors of those publications here on Cars, yeah, including Keith Martin with Sports Car Market, one of my favorites. He's a great guy. Yeah, Yeah. one of mine is favorite as well, just to kind of keep a pulse on the market. Now, how about a Mm -hmm. book? Is there one book in particular you've enjoyed reading that you'd like to share with others? 
you know, I, I have. I've read a lot of books and continue to do it. I was really big on the self-help books along the days and, you know, Stephen Covey and those things that mm. were out. Those were all very good uh, yeah. books to read to help you plan and grow businesses. But the, there's one that kind of sticks out in my mind. I read it years and years and years ago. And I have picked it up and read it a couple of times uh, during my career. And it's uh, a book written by Napoleon Hill. The name of the book is Think and Grow Rich. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, fantastic book. It's, uh, it helps put things in perspective and helps you focus yourself on planning. And and uh, and I I think it's an amazing book. It was written years and years and years ago about uh, Carnegie yeah. and how he did things. And uh, so I believe a lot in that book. And I think I picked it up and read it again on a plane ride uh, about two years ago just to kind of refocus. So It's a fantastic book, and it's a book that just has lasted the ages and uh, highly recommended uh, by myself as well. There's also a, another great book that he wrote uh, after that called Outwitting the Devil that's also a, a great read. You can find all these great resources that Ken's been so kind to share on his show notes page at carsyad.com slash Ken Alingenfelter. And that book is listed in another spot on the Cars yeah website called Guest Recommended Books for quick, easy links. And I would encourage you to pick that book up and read it if you hadn't. It is absolutely fantastic. All right, Ken, we are up to this last question, and this can be a real okay. doozy, especially for a guy like you with a collection like you have. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, but don't worry about the price because today I'll buy you whatever you'd like, even if it's one of your own cars <laughs> and you've got to get rid of all the rest of them, I'll pay you for it so at least it doesn't feel so painful. What would that one vehicle be and why? You know, it's an easy answer, easy easy question to answer, and it would be the Enzo Ferrari. And to wow, me, okay. that is just it's just an amazing car. It's uh, I've, I've been offered many, many times people want to buy it, and they've wanted to spend incredible amounts of money on it. But unlike that, my first Corvette, I'm not letting that car go. Mm. You know, my kids will sell that car when I'm gone. It'll continue to be in my collection forever. But that car is so amazing in so many ways. And it also has sentimental value to me because I bought that car, as I think I may have mentioned, uh, after I achieved some pretty amazing, yeah. difficult uh, business goals. A so reward. that Enzo, Enzo is it. That's the one. It's red. It's gorgeous. And people love it. Yeah. I let kids sit in it when they come to the charity events so they can appreciate it. And, uh, nice. That would be it. So. Well, it's a great choice. I've had the pleasure of driving one once in my life, and it just blew me away. I love the design of those cars. Yeah, and it's nice, too, that you rewarded yourself after all those years of hard work with something special. And, yes, you learned your lesson once. Don't let it go. Just hang on to it no, there you go. no matter yeah. what. So, well, Ken, you have taken me on an awesome ride today. I knew you would, and I've really enjoyed spending some time with you today. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with the Cars Yeah listeners. Could you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you drive off into the sunset in your Enzo Ferrari? Um, you know, if, if you're in the car world, I'd say uh, enjoy cars that you're passionate about and enjoy them for what they are. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. I mean, if you're passionate about a certain car, go for it. Get it done. Enjoy it. Own it. Drive it. Uh, whatever makes you feel good about it, uh, do. Because uh, the, the car business hobby and everything else is uh, worthy of lots and lots of passion. And uh, and I have plenty of it. And uh, it, it really does make every day a better day. Absolutely. And what's the best way for our listeners to learn more about your business and your collection? 
you know, Lingenfelder.com is the performance company. We've just put up a new website, and we're continually improving it, growing it. Uh, the collection you can find at, at LingenfelderCollection.com. Um, there's plenty of YouTube video uh, about the things that we've done and do, and uh, that would be uh, that would be the best way to try and find out about us. Awesome, great. And by the way, I love your new website. You guys did a great job with yeah, that. Thank you. Really, really nice. I know what kind of work goes into those things, so. Well done to you and your team. And listeners, again, you can find links to everything Ken's been so kind to share at his very own show notes page on carsyeah.com slash Ken Langenfelter. Ken, thanks again for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yeah listeners. Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Okay. Thanks a lot, Mark. This was a lot of fun for me also. I, I love talking cars and uh, love talking to other people that are passionate about cars, and I can tell you're one of them. So thank <laughs> well, you very much. This well, thank fun. you. The pleasure's been all mine. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!